Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Reality check. Mm -hmm. Welcome back to reality. Welcome back to the real world. You've had some time off and now it is back to life as it was last year, as it was a month ago. You had your holiday feasts. You had times of giving and receiving of gifts. There were those moments when it seemed like the world was a nice place. Everywhere you turned, you heard Happy New Year. And for a moment, you forgot all your troubles. The exciting part is like the big one in Times Square or the little house party that you went to on New Year's Day. That was all fun. But you wake up next day. And the rent is overdue or the mortgage has to be paid and there is no money. You get out of bed to the reality that you don't have a job because you've been looking for one for weeks and still nothing. Somewhere there is somebody who is facing a life-saving surgery, emergency, and no amount of Happy New Year greetings work because you are facing a life and death situation. How about that youth who is depressed has been depressed for months, but showed us a little sign of recovery during the holidays. But that was just a show. The depression is still there and he doesn't know what to do. The thought of suicide is stronger than before. And <clears throat> welcome back to reality. David was a king. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? You are the number one citizen in your country. But David faced problems, serious problems. There were regular conflicts and skirmishes with neighboring countries. But the toughest period of his life was not in the wars with enemy countries. This was the worst war you could imagine. It was right inside of his family. He had a serious problem with his son Absalom, who he loved. It was ugly as the military was divided, some in favor of Absalom to seize the throne, while others defended the throne from his rebellious son. Absalom had unleashed a conspiracy program to take over the throne second to none. One day, David got some news while he was running away from his son. A messenger came and told David, the hearts of the people of Israel are with Absalom. Then David said to all of his officials who were with him in Jerusalem, Come, we must flee or none of us will escape from Absalom. We must leave immediately or he will move quickly to overtake us and bring ruin on us and put the city to the sword. The king, the greatest king in all of Israel's history, the man who knocked out Goliath with one stone, the king who led armies to defeat the Philistines on many occasions. This king was facing the fight of his life. His son was going to kill him and he had to run from the palace and go into hiding. Talk about problems. What does David say about these times? What can we learn from a man who dealt with trouble after trouble after trouble and while he was yet king? I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. 
I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 34. Oh, Clyde, you did not say that. How can you seriously, seriously suggest that I should praise the Lord in times of trouble? I can understand asking my friends and the prayer warriors at church to pray for me, but to suggest that I praise the Lord? That is so crazy. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. That is exactly what the man of God said all times. But what does that even really mean? Praise is not meant for only the good times, my friend, when things are working out in your favor. Praise is that choice you make to connect with God in good times, when the music is in church is infectious, when the songs of praise tell your story about the goodness of God, about how the Lord delivers you, about how God answers prayers. Yes, that is a good time to praise the Lord. Those are good things to praise the Lord for. Stop right there for a moment, however. It is easy to praise the Lord in the good times. But when you lose your spouse to cancer, when your house goes into foreclosure, when you fail that final exam before you graduate as a medical doctor, when a deadly tornado hits your town and you barely survive but your house is destroyed, how do you praise the Lord? How do I sing praise songs then? You see, Praise is more than nice words set to music. Praise is connecting with God. Praise is acknowledging that there is no God like Jehovah. Praise is coming into his presence and with the streams of tears gushing from inside of you and the pain is racking your body, your praise says, I will Bless the Lord during the bad times. God, I have cried my last tear. I don't know what else to do, but still I will trust you. Still I will say that you alone are worthy of all my praise. I will still say you are God and there is none else beside you. Because you see, in those moments when it is hard to pray, your praise can become a weapon against the enemy. Your praise is like the last bullet in your gun. Praise becomes your lifeline. Praise is when you can hardly speak. But God hears this from you. Be merciful to me, my God, for my enemies are in hot pursuit. All day long they press their attack. My adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride many are attacking me. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. Psalm 56 verses 1 to 3 atmosphere shifts when you can praise him in the bad times. Things change when you call on Jesus in times of trouble and tribulation. God will come running to your rescue. God will deliver you from your enemies. Praise him because you know that you know that you know that weeping endures for a night, for a long night. But joy, deliverance, breakthrough comes in the morning. 
So I say to you, my friend, you who are facing some tough moments, you who are going through some perilous times, and as I say this to you, I say this to myself, praise the Lord at all times. Things are bound to get better because our Redeemer lives.